0: Welcome to the Urban Wine Club podcast. Pour a glass, sit back, and enjoy the show.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Urban Wine Club podcast. I'm your co-host Foti and with me I have...
2: It's Ari. Hello everyone. Thanks for joining us.
1: And Ari, uh, today we're going to take a little bit of a different turn. I know that we love to uh, talk about wine in our podcast, but we're going to actually explore outside of wine and we're going to get into gin. And with us, we're going to have a special guest, Eric Anderson, the brand ambassador of Hendrix Gin on the East Coast. And with us, Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you, gentlemen. It's great to have you here. Well, awesome. Thanks for Good joining me here. Yes. Thanks for taking the time. I'm sure, you know, a man of uh, your stature and the shoes that you're in, you're a pretty busy guy, you know, making sure that you're handling the, the duties on the East Coast here with such a reputable brand. Um, I'm a big fan myself of Henrik's Gin, but I think it'd be a great time of the year. You know, we're dipping into the spring. The weather is, you know, slowly starting to get a little warmer for us. And I think it'd be fun to have you on the program and we can talk about gin. Um, First of all, Eric, before we do get into the program, um, I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about yourself, your background and uh, how you came about to get involved with Hendrix Gin.
0: Yeah, well, uh, it's it's a long, uh, long story, to be honest. I'm um, Swedish. uh, Originally, I grew up in uh, a small town north of Stockholm. Um, I uh, started bartending back in uh, college. Um, this is now back in the late nineties, uh, and uh, I uh, I fell in love with the trade. And uh, sort of instead of uh, pursuing a more academic career, I uh, got my degree, but I stayed within hospitality. So I I've been focusing. Yeah, I mean, I've been focusing on education and inspiration for okay. uh, for bartenders. The last uh, couple of decades to be honest.
1: So did you um, spend time bartending uh, in the US or just around the world? I uh, I, uh, I, haven't bartended in the US,
0: I bartended in Sweden for uh, uh, about 7-8 years and uh, in uh, London for a few years. Oh, um, wow. And um, I did uh, about 10 years a tenure there and then I Moved to China and opened a nightclub uh, in the south of China in 2008. How exciting! And, um, yeah, that was quite exciting actually. Lots of uh, good fun memories. Um, oh, moved sure. back to Sweden, uh, great right. before... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in the spirits industry. But, um, I've been with Hendrix Jin for almost eight years now. Um, I started off as a brand ambassador in uh, Hong Kong and Shanghai, uh, looking after uh, Asia, which is obviously a big uh, territory. Um, and I oh, moved nice. to New York, uh, um, where I live right now, in the early 2017. So I've been here for a little over three years, close to three and a half years in the United States,
1: uh, working with Hendrix Gin. And how do you like the transition so far coming it's, into this market in the U.S.?
0: I mean, it's great being in our trade in spirits and cocktails. It's, um, it's really the birthplace of cocktails. Historically, I mean, full stop. The, um, I can North, see that, uh, yes. Not, not only like uh, America's country, but like the Northeast were really, really early with uh, cocktail cocktail bars and bartenders coming over from uh, from Europe several centuries ago. But uh, right now it is, a, it is a metropolitan Mecca of like international bars and spirits and cocktails and flavors and everything. So right. it's, it's a great time to be here.
1: You know, Eric, um, the classic, uh, you know, gin has been uh, one of the classic spirits for cocktails dating for for decades, right? Um, And specifically, like you mentioned, the U.S., you know, during the eras of the 20s and 30s and and so on, you know, martinis were the thing uh, of that era. And if I'm not mistaken, right, was gin was basically the call for the spirit of, of martinis back then. And it certainly was, yeah, right. Now, we're now most martini. The term martini has obviously evolved where, um, you know, you're using other types of bases, but gin is basically where it started, and yeah, and a lot of our folks, um, uh, you know, have probably had gin one way or the other, whether it was, you know, whether it was a, a mixed cocktail, a Martini or the or now what we consider a classic gin and tonic. It seems that gin and tonic has really put you know gin uh, More so uh, in the in the general sense of the market with most consumers um, But could you tell us a little bit about what gin really is? I know a lot of folks drink gin, but they really don't know what gin really is Yeah, so gin is a fascinating spirit
0: and uh, uh, to backtrack a little bit when they're in the world of cocktails, um, gin wasn't very, um, it, it has in its, pres- in its present form uh, about, um, there's almost 200 years of history uh, of um, wow. um, how uh, how gin has been, but juniper spirits as, um, as a category has been around for much longer, but how gin is uh, today and up well, more like up until the late 90s, gin yeah. was very much of a constant from the, you know, early 1800s up to, you know, only 20 years ago. But um, and that was the London dry gin style. Um, Barton has loved it, but the category was very homogenous. It was very it was almost like a constant. And mm. people didn't really talk about gin as a diverse spirit category, you know. Uh, look at like single malt Scotch, or if you look at uh, bourbon or uh, other spirits, you had you have um, a very defined geographical origin, or like this whiskey has this character because it's from this part of that country and whatnot. Right. Gin, up until 20 years ago, it was gin, and nobody even talked about it. Nobody talked about yeah you know like why is this gin different and what it, it was gin was gin but then hendricks was launched in 1999 here in the northeast of the united states um boston was one of the first uh cities uh, in the world to have it and uh, wow yeah yeah and um and then sort of barton is starting to come back to gin because i'm gonna like, um, go back to this, uh, you mentioned the martini here, and the martini right. is one of the most, you know, iconic drinks, uh, um, as we know, but for many, many decades, the martinis were made with vodka, and uh, there's nothing wrong with a vodka martini, but the but, martini is originally a
1: gin drink. Right. Uh, and, and I only um, know that because I used to follow James Bond often.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. and and he, he actually drinks gin and vodka martinis, uh, combinations of the two even, uh,
1: oh, that's in deadly. a
0: cocktail. Yeah, you know, in the first book, <laughs> um, uh, Casino Royale, which was written in, uh, I believe in 1957, late yeah. 50s at least, um, this martini, the Vesper martini was mentioned, and it was uh, uh, three parts gin to one part vodka and a bit of Kina Lile. So oh. uh, he had vodka and gin in that martini. Um, but then kind of James Bond switched to vodka martinis. And this was all about, you know, Ian Fleming following the trends <laughs> that was in America in the 60s. In The first movie, Dr. No, from 62, uh, he was... Uh, he was drinking vodka martinis because that was the latest thing in New York City at that time. That's what everyone. Interesting. Was That's and, so cool. And in the 60s, well, I believe it was in 67 or in the late 60s, um, vodka overtook gin as um, as the main mm. spirit in, in America. Um, so like a lot of these, and, and gin martinis has a history um, before that of almost a hundred years from, 18, At least 1870s or 1880s, there were drinks that were similar to the Martini um, that we see today. So the Martini was really an established drink and then kind of vodka came in and swooped Gin's feet off the ground for a little bit. But what is good now is that we're back with Gin and people are really embracing Gin as the main spirit. Because I know that you guys, you guys, you sell a lot of wine, mainly wine from, from what we were speaking about earlier. And the martini it's so important it's a two component drink really it is the gin but it's also the vermouth and vermouth for um, for everyone out there in the ether it's it's an aromatized and fortified wine Uh, and the the aromatization or the the flavors in the wine it comes from botanicals and gin is a spirit that is redistilled with botanicals so in my opinion, I think gin and vermouth belong together. And, uh, I agree. That's, uh, and that's in a martini and many other cocktails as well, of course. But that's a little uh, martini spiel on my side.
1: So, okay. Eric, so basically the base of gin is redistilled or distilled botanicals. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So the flavor in the spirit, the flavor in gin comes from the botanicals. And... Uh, so the spirit from which gin is made from, it's what we call an NGS or GNS, which is a grain neutral spirit.
1: The Green, flavor, I see.
0: Yeah, so it's, a, but it's a neutral spirit. So we don't gotcha. really want, we don't want any flavor from it. We just want the ethanol.
1: As a base.
0: Exactly. It's basically, think about it this way. It's the blank word document that you start
1: to write your novel on. Oh. So it's- that makes just more a sense bit, now and is there any rules as, as far as we we'll use the term botanicals but are you able to use any botanicals you want is there some kind of criteria that must be followed um, there are a few
0: ones um the main uh, or the um, one of the botanicals um and according to some it's in the main botanical and um, it doesn't have to be the main botanical by weight but it needs to be there and uh-huh. that is juniper berries.
1: Juniper yeah. berries. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I hear name. that often. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The name gin actually derives from the word juniper. Uh, so the French word for uh, juniper is genièvre, uh, And uh, in uh, Holland, they made a spirit called Geneva. And mm-hmm. uh, later on in England, they made gin. So we can see uh, how the word evolved. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's so cool. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. But apart from the juniper, you can include uh, pretty much any botanical you want. Um, um, But there are a few ones that are quite common as um, dried coriander seeds, very common. Different Mm. types of citrus peel, lemon, orange. Um, We have different types of roots like the angelica (sighs) or the orris root are quite common. And um, so these are, Used in many gins, they're not mandatory by, by at all, but they are very common. Very where common. Starters, yeah, and yeah. Hendrix started to stand out a bit is that we use a bit more flowers in our gin. And we have elderflower and chamomile, which rounds yeah. the gin out really nicely. Uh, so I wouldn't say that Hendrix is a very floral gin, but it has floral notes to it. Um, gotcha. So that's why we stand out. But. Uh, We make Hendrix in a slightly different way where we distill it with two different copper stills. So one, we have the same botanicals in both, but one still produces a a light floral and fragrant spirit. But the other one is more robust, big and pungent distillate. And we blend those two together. um, So so we get the best of both worlds. And after that, we infuse it with cucumbers and roses. So those are the two magical ingredients in Hendrik's gin. I so think that's what, what, makes yeah? it,
1: what makes it for me, is that distinct addition that you just mentioned. Uh, uh, that cucumber addition is something that really, you know, connects with me as a drinker.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it makes the gin lighter and a little bit more herbal. Um, Herb, yeah. And the rose make, makes, it adds a hint of sweetness. So it's not, it's not sweetened. But it's just that floral hint of sweetness um, that's added with the roses.
1: Yes. And, it, and I find it to be very clean. It's not too, um, too overwhelming because some gins I, I find can be a little overwhelming with uh, either they're very aromatic or very um, too much of one uh, flavor when it comes to the, the, the style. But with Hendrix, I find great balance.
0: You know, I've done so many uh, trade shows where we have uh, mostly wine uh, in, um, in the London, in Hong Kong, Shanghai, Tokyo, all over the world. Um, and it seems to be a wine drinker's favorite. And I didn't really understand it. it, first of all. Yeah. But you know where I think it comes from? Because Leslie Gracie, who created Hendrix uh, in 99, she's still the master distiller uh, in Scotland. Mm. And okay. She runs the show over there Um, she decided to use these two types of stills so that one uh, lighter and one more pungent and it's that balance. It's all about the balance in it. You don't want something to be too much or too little. You want the roundness. Correct. So that's where, um, that's where the formula of Hendrix is so important, like how we make it. <laughs> And to, to this date, I don't really know any other distillers who make uh, gin using these two types of stills.
1: I, whatever whatever they, they that she is doing, she's got it right on. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, she's quite uh, magnificent. Uh,
1: I have to say, extraordinary distiller. And now and and, and go on, Eric. No, no, no. Go, go on. I was going to say now. I mean. And then considering, you know, you, you have such a, you know, you can you can eat, I enjoy Hendrix, which I am right now, um, with just basically, you know, on the rocks, just the way it is with a slice of freshly sliced cucumber. And for me, that's just a great kickback sipping uh, uh, selection. But beyond that, give us some of your thoughts and recommendations on some of the new trends and approaches to making cocktails how you can actually um, uh, utilize Hendrix other than just, you know, sipping it or making a martini out of it.
0: So I think that the uh, trends right now and international trends and uh, trends come from the best bars in Boston and New York and, uh, you know, from across the country. Um, There, a lot of the drinks are gin drinks, which is really, really good for us. But it's also... Um, it's quite logical that, you know, this spirit that used to be uh, dominating spirits list and cocktail menus uh, a long time ago is once back and really becoming a very interesting spirit. Um, so um, a good an old mentor of mine, his name is Angus Winchester. Uh, he uh, once said uh, a vodka drinker is a gin drinker in training. So, oh, a lot nice. Of drinks- <laughs> I yeah. like that. Yeah, it's good. And, and like a lot of drinks that you make with vodka, you can actually make with gin as well. But, um, so it's a very straightforward recipe, something that you everybody can make at home is to, to just make a, a fresh lemonade. So like a fresh Hendrix lemonade with uh, a little bit of simple syrup, uh, yeah. fresh lemon juice, Hendrix gin, and uh, elongate it with uh, club soda. So just the uh, club soda to make it a long drink basically. Sure. Um, that stuff is really easy. Um, one of my favorite drinks um, that has been for a while now is the Negroni. Mm. And the Negroni is a, it's a classic drink. Uh, originates in it- from Italy, but it, it's a drink that's enjoyed all over the world. Um, and uh, we have uh, so um, a Campari, Sweet Vermouth, and Hendrix Gin in equal parts. So it sounds an easy delicious. Recipe. Yeah, so like just one part of each of those uh, that would work really well. But um, and I, because I really like martinis and uh, hosting uh, people at home. I know we're not hosting a lot of people at home these days because of the current situation. Uh, True. In uh, May in 2020, but <laughs> we, uh, when we have um, a few people at home, um, we can have pre-batched martinis. And this is really easy to make at home because uh, oh. if you look at your dry martini in front of you, the, cons- the 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 liquid inside is about five parts gin to one part vermouth to one part water. Okay. You know the water it comes from when you're stirring the martini with ice. Right. Yeah. You know? So stirring the drink like this, it just helps to. Uh, it the primary purpose is to. To, uh, to cool it down, but an almost equally important purpose is to dilute the drink. Because if we just drink the gin and the vermouth, it'll be too, too strong, right? right. So the dilution is really important. So what ends up in the glass ultimately <laughs> is about five parts gin to one part water to one part of the vermouth. When you think about it, if you take a bottle of Hendrix and you take out around, uh, we take out two-fifths, oh sorry, two-sixths actually, hang on, is it? No, two-sevenths, I'm doing math on the fly here. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh,
1: a You're drinking a little too much Hendrick uh, right yeah, now.
0: Right. <laughs> um, but uh, you can pre-bottle the martini and stick it in the freezer, because you, you uh, if you put, mm. if you take out two parts, and you put in one part water and one part vermouth. Yeah, you can actually have your your um, uh, your martini pre-batched. You just stick it in the freezer, and when you come out and you have maybe ten people over for dinner, once this is passed, and then yeah. you can actually just pour out ten perfectly frozen, cold martinis in glasses.
1: I never thought around. of that. Uh,
0: it's a really easy drink to make because I think a lot of people like making two martinis for yourself and your your partner is it's always an easy thing to do but when you're hosting it's kind of hard to make cocktails right
1: yeah oh, i know so what you mean you're yeah, like you
0: probably like you're, you're probably never you right?
1: never make enough or you make too much and then you're going back and forth trying to supplement the drink for x amount of guests and it never it never comes out the way you want it to come out and it's multiple people
0: yeah and the sort of the this the the measurements and the uh, the um, theory behind the whole uh, pre-bottled martini is that you with the, the Hendrix pre-bottled martini, the alcohol strength comes down to around 67 proof. Okay. And the freezing point for 67 proof in my tables that I look at as a gin nerd uh, is, yeah. tip, It's I think it's around nine degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, sorry, zero degrees Fahrenheit. While... Yeah uh sorry it's a uh, zero degrees uh one nine degrees fahrenheit and the freezing point for a freezer is around the um zero minus nine so Mm. um essentially the the gin won't freeze in the bottle okay oh yeah
1: that's always the thought like you like i've over the time have put Different spirits in the freezer on the fly, just because I, I don't know, I never access the ice enough, and it, you know, I guess most folks are like, oh, I didn't know that I could do that. Eighty proof
0: uh, is always fine.
1: Anything below that,
0: yeah, down to sixty-seven, you are okay? Uh, when it becomes a lower than that, you gotta watch out a little bit.
1: But it a free freezes. Bottle machine,
0: Yeah, yeah, and the, then the bottle explodes and you freeze. And well, explodes. there you go. So you wanna stay That's a
1: good tip right there. Yeah,
0: and very few cocktails are in fact at that strength. So there are very few
1: cocktails that you can actually bottle and stick in your freezer. Right. Okay, that's a good tip. We yeah, should actually, uh, Ari, we should actually put that on our, on our, on our site to let folks know that uh, here's a cool tip that you can so make
2: so we'll batches.
1: Do a, a
2: video for us because this is good. This is good content right
1: here. Right. Good. So, so, so just for our folks, videos, uh, let them know that we have got videos coming in the pipeline, and Eric's going to be in one of them. Absolutely, I think many of them. Hopefully, so. So basically, Eric, too. I mean, we're um we we want to let our folks know that after listening to um, yourself and uh, you know the origins of gin and how Hendrix is actually, in our opinion, in my opinion, and and, uh, and folks that try could probably. Uh, back this up as you know Hendrix is just an amazing uh, Gin w- so well balanced and uh, any bar I've been to restaurant fine dining casual you know Hendrix is on I you know basically the uh, the the call for you know premium and uh, whenever you see folks ordering um, yeah. you know their martinis and you know they call it right away with Hendrix you know you know they know that what they're drinking so um we also want to let our folks know that I basically, or we basically um, have been able to load uh, spirits now onto our platform. So our folks not only can purchase uh, wines that we highly recommend, now we're introducing spirits to our platform so they can easily uh, visit our, our app or our site. And uh, they can actually uh, have the opportunity that if they don't, can't get out to buy a bottle of Hendrix, they can actually get it ordered from our platform.
0: I think it's great. That's so good that uh, you're like flexible in these times to 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 serve them. Yeah, to to serve people at home who are, you know, we're not really maybe ready to go out and drink in bars as we uh, were, you know, six months ago.
1: Hopefully, right. we'll
0: be soon, but um, we gotta well, get the stories um, together. So
2: on on that note. Um... Eric, we want to, you know, we we spoke about this briefly, but we would love to officially uh, invite you to um, our virtual webinars. Uh, You know, we could have one dedicated, you know, uh, totally to Hendrix, and you could talk about it. You could show us some stuff. You know, it'll be a virtual interactive experience. So, yeah, we would definitely love to
0: have you on board. I love the sound of that. I love making drinks and talking about them. So it'll be good. And um, if um, so I have an Instagram, or we call it Ginstagram in our business. (laughs) Um, It's um, at Young Mr. Flanagan. So if you are familiar with the uh, drama documentary with Tom Cruise from the 80s, it's called Cocktail. Yeah. Um, uh, His name in that movie is Brian Flanagan. And uh, my mentor in Sweden, he always called me Young Mr. Flanagan. So oh, I awesome. just Love I it. just took that Instagram and Twitter handle um, uh, So on Instagram I do post quite a lot of cocktail videos on stories and, and um, my posts um, but also we have a lot of great recipes and stuff on, uh, on HendrixGin.com as well which is uh, where you can find uh, those things so Excellent
1: We'll definitely provide that on our platform
2: His Instagram handle YoungMrFlanagan and HendrixGin.com
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. And Hendrix
0: Gin, one word on Instagram as well. Um, and
2: we'll we'll also link to those in the podcast and uh, through our social media as well. And amazing. definitely, everybody out there, stay tuned for you know all the webinars that are coming your way. Interactive. Uh, it'll be just as much fun as being there, except you can't actually come in and touch you in any way, which is a good thing. So. It, it, it's a, it's a big in my plus. glass. <laughs> it's a big plus uh, but very interactive and a lot of fun. and we'll have a few drinks along the way and and enjoy everybody's company
1: and the amazing content that Eric will bring as well. Excellent. Eric, any last minute uh, comments or thoughts you want to share with us?
0: Well, yeah, of course, it's um. I'm not going to go into the topic of our current situation uh, right now, but I would just like to say to to everyone that it's to make cocktails at home. It is really enjoyable and uh, to explore the world of flavors is just, uh, it's fantastic. And, um, uh, wine, uh, wine pairing to food is great, but you can also pair cocktails to food. Um, and the inspiration that you got from uh, your uh, great cocktail bars out there, um, those are drinks that you can also make at home. Um, and we look forward to seeing you in videos that are coming up uh, and um, sort of teaching you the the, the techniques and uh, the recipes that you all can make at home. So um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to join you guys tonight. It's and been a I pleasure.
2: Also, I just wanted to throw in one thing. Um, I spoke the least amount I've ever spoken in this podcast because I was learning and I was absolutely, like, enthralled with everything you were saying. Like, it was very educational, very interesting. I loved hearing all about it. And I know that our uh, our listeners will, too. And I can't wait to get some video as well.
1: Excellent. Well, there you have it, folks, uh, with this we want to thank eric anderson the brand ambassador for hendrix on the east coast uh thank you so much eric it's been a pleasure to have you on the program we will definitely have you back with us uh, now you're part of the urban wine club family Um uh, we would just want you to wish you um uh, be healthy safe uh and obviously at some point we will always you know get together and connect but in the meantime we'll connect virtually whether it's through our webinars our virtual tastings and our podcast. But uh, thank you very much.
2: He has, he could always
1: share
0: with us. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank Likewise. you. Thank you. Take care,
1: everyone, and thank you for joining us.